All right, episode two of Talking with the Hands. Special guest today, Rocco Salambini. What up, what up? So, Rocco, tell us a little bit about yourself. How'd you get into boxing? Experiences with it? Uh, I got into boxing with my dad. You know, he was pretty crazy with it, actually. He was making me do push-ups and sit-ups since I was like four years old, five years old. And then as I got a little older, he started giving me pads and then we finally found a gym at, I think I was about 12 years old, something like that, and took off from there. All right, so you were about, what did you say, 12, 13 when you first started? When I first, like, really started got to getting a gym, to yeah. So how long did it take you till you got your first fight? Or is that, like, did, you uh, want to, did you want to compete from the jump, or was it just I something? wanted to compete from the jump just because my dad wanted me to compete, and it just, like, kind of, like, he threw it in my head immediately. But, um, yeah, I think, I think I got my first fight only like two months in just because my dad was teaching me how to box since I was, you know, a baby. Was that a, you won that fight? No, actually. No? <laughs> I lost that fight. No yeah, my first fight I lost. Um, I mean, you know, I was, you know, I was like a child. One, uh, one night show type thing? Yeah, or? it was just like a one night show. Um, kind of just jumped into it and, you know, it was like a fun fight to watch it was two little kids just throwing haymakers at each other but yeah. you know you know how it is you know what I say it's like the the peewee division like chicken it, fighting yeah it was, that, I mean, it was an exciting fight to watch like you know it was little kids just trying to kill each other but so your first gym was what was gladiator right yeah it was gladiator so you yeah. were there from when you first started how long until you branched and, out yeah um so when i was about i want to say like i didn't take it serious when I was, you know, when I was a baby, you know, like, my dad took it serious, but I was, I was just a kid from, you know, like a little small town that didn't, you know, boxing is a urban sport, it's a ghetto sport, you know, where, you know, you gotta kind of grow up in an area that's very popular with fighting, and where I was from, it, it was more, trying to put it lightly, uh, it was kind of like a white trash town that, like, you know, just small. There wasn't much to it. You know, I had to start tr- traveling to really get good sparring, good training, good, you know. It's no disrespect to the gym itself, but, you know, it just wasn't... For me personally, I just wasn't seeing myself getting better there, you know. I've learned to not say, you know, that it was a bad trainer or anything like that. I just, you know, it just wasn't for me. I just needed to branch out and figure out how to get better myself and my dad started you know taking me to gyms up north and that's when i really started taking my you know fighting to a new level so where'd you end up going after gladiator middletown yep middletown pal with uh dan doyle that's when you know things started getting a little better i i did uh start going down to pleasantville for probably i want to say like six to six months to a year and you know i learned a lot down there because you know they're pretty ruthless down there down in like the atlantic city area so i was sparring a lot of pros you're going to like acpal yeah i was stuff? going over there the pal in pleasantville like a lot of them were coming over and you know i was the token white kid that you know they thought tough you know, probably yeah, not just, athletic yeah t- good for just, taking punches exactly and they just you know they kind of underestimated me and i you know got respect down there and then uh eventually i moved up north and that's when you know, I decided to uh, take it take it to a different level and really 
go to Middletown full-time. Buckle down. Yeah. How was that drive every day? I mean, at first it sucked, because it was 45 minutes to an hour. But then, yeah, like I said, you know, I moved up there, and, you know, it was a little easier, and, you know, I really ramped it up when, when I started going over there. So, by the time you were you got to Doyle and PAL, mm-hmm. how many fights did you say you had under your belt by that time? I want to say probably in between, like, 30 or 40. I don't want to, uh, you know, I'll, I'll guess... Any, any, do you win any that. tournaments yet or anything? Yeah, yeah, I was in tournaments and stuff, but, you know, like I said, when I, when I was a kid, I sucked. You know, I just, I didn't have, I don't want to say I didn't have the proper training, it just wasn't the training that you I needed, needed personally. I mean, everybody's, everybody's different, you know, yeah. you get a coach, you know what I mean, you get a coach and he, his training style benefits some people, but might not Absolutely. benefit others. Absolutely, you know, I know, you know, I, I mean, you know, because you've been in the fight game for a while. You know, you, you can see some kid with a trainer that you're just like, yeah, this trainer is garbage. But uh, for some reason, that fighter is winning tournaments. I mean, going, that, that you know, that's like, one thing I always try to say is, and this is one thing I can't stand with a lot of coaches, and I, I, I have one certain in mind, mm-hmm. not going to say names, but <laughs> the fighter is the one in the ring. He's mm-hmm. the one, you know, you can, I, I can be in the corner for a kid and just tell him, just fucking crack him in the head. You know what I mean? He's Absolutely. losing the fight. It's up to the, it's up to the fighter, you know, it's up, up to us. To adjust in the middle of the round. We're the ones getting hit. We're the ones who got to, like, really go in there and see openings and Absolutely. set traps. And so, take the risk at and, the end and, of the day. Yeah, at, listen, someone's getting knocked out. Mm-hmm. It's us. Yep. Or stop. It's us. Absolutely. And I, I can't stand a lot of coaches who, listen, you can you can prepare someone. You can teach them from the ground up. Like, Doyle taught me how to throw my first punch. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. every time I go into a gym. Shout or, out Dan Doyle. Shout out to Dan, Danny Doyle. Um... <laughs> Person, I think the best boxing coach in the state. Um, for certain people, he's very yeah. strict. He's not gonna put up with bullshit. But um, you and Doyle had a good run. I mean, I remember by the time I met you, it was probably like twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a strategic. I met Doyle through strategic. Uh huh. And I remember him telling me because he was like, I said to him like, I want to compete and stuff and box. Um, and he said to me like, he pointed at the jujitsu masters like this place is more for that. He's like, you got to come to my gym. Mm-hmm. And like a week after that, I remember I took an Uber to Middletown. Okay. And the reason I didn't really go there as much before, like a lot of the guys from Strategic started going there, is because Uber from Monroe to Middletown, I used to, I used to spend like thirty five to forty dollars. Sure. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, um, insane. But I remember going there, and I remember it was probably it was September. It was like right when Garrett and Christian and I think you were getting ready for the. The 2015 Diamond Glove Finals. Okay. Um, I remember watching you work out and, like, Garrett and everybody. And I was never one of those kids that, like, I didn't want to be the annoying one. How do you do this? How do you do mm-hmm. I used to just shut up and watch. Like, that's, that's what my, my dad okay. my dad boxed for a long time. He used to just tell me, like, don't be the annoying one. Yeah. He's like, you watch them. He's like, you see what their routine. And I stole your – listen, you and Hakeem are, like – I say, like, uh, talk about, like, the best you've ever seen in person. It's you and Hakeem. Mm-hmm. So I used to steal, like – I used to watch you, and I'm like, all right, well, he doesn't jump rope the second he gets here. He just starts shadow boxing. So I'd steal that and, like, just certain things. But mm-hmm. I remember hearing a lot about you, especially strategic. Like, Rock was a savage this, mm-hmm. kid's an animal that. And I got I got to see you um, train a few times. Like, damn, bro. don't ever want to spar this kid in my life. <laughs> He's going to get beat up. And uh, I remember always ask, like, talk, Dan would always say, like, Doyle used to always say, like, you know, we have a good run. We have a good run going here. So mm-hmm. what was your and Doyle's, like, 
You well, your record? You guys were what twenty two and one before you turned. <sighs> yeah, off? I mean, just so full disclosure, you know, when I first started, like I said, you know, I wasn't. Like I said, I'm not gonna, you know, hate on the. I'll never hate on the uh, trainer that I, you know, had prior. But you know, it just wasn't working out between us. Like you know, I just didn't. And I was young. You know, when you're young, you don't, you don't 100 percent listen. You, you know, you're. And like I said, dude, I was in an area that wasn't like it wasn't like a nice area, but it wasn't a boxing area. And people that truly fight know what that means. Like, I mean, you know what it means. Yeah. Like, if you're if you got to constantly travel just to get decent sparring. It's, you know, you're not going to get the proper work that you need. Well, that's the thing, too. Even, like, you got you to gotta have a coach that attract. Like, most most of our guys, you know, when Middletown was at its peak mm-hmm. and even towards the end, they didn't live in Middletown. Exactly. We had kids coming from the, like, all south, yeah, north, all over. everywhere. So, for the most part, I feel like, and, and I, I wish I, I got into it a little bit earlier with Dan, I mean, you still start at a young age like that. No, for I, start, me, dude, I, I like started. Eight. I just turned sixteen. I'm saying, like, I, I, I feel like I've been spoiled because I've, I've picked the right trainer at the right time, and mm-hmm. I, I got a lot of good work. But like, you know, at Middletown, you didn't really need to go anywhere for good work. Like, they, it came to you. Absolutely. So yeah, we I, were like the middle, like the middle ground. The, the for Sunday, everybody. the yeah. Sundays, you'd have the guys from Bergen come down, or yeah. you'd have guys from Philly come up. Um, but so you, you, um. You got all you got better through yeah. having a better to really just branching out. And like yeah. I said, dude, it's like like I said, man, I'm not trying to hate on any type of trainer or nothing, but for me like when you know, when I was with him, I just didn't get what I needed. I didn't have somebody in my ear that really like and you know, my dad like used to say I need to take it more serious and this and that and there, but you're not going to listen to your dad. Like that's your dad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you're just comfortable with him, but yeah, Even when, then, I, when I first started, dude, I was I think my record was like my first 20 fights was like 4 and 16 or 4 and whatever it was. It's something like that. 4 and 16, 4 and 17. Like, I sucked at first. Yeah. Like, I could fight. But it's not that you suck. You just, you weren't. I wasn't getting the proper training. No, you weren't. The you preparation know, and, wasn't there. You know, when I when I went down to Pleasantville, I had like <coughs> four or five fights. And, you know, I, I only lost like one of them. You know, it was a fight I should have won. But, you know, I, you know, I lost whatever. Then I went to Dan, and that's when the run really started. You know, the only time I would lose, it was a very small amount. I think I only lost maybe twice when I was with Dan. You know, out of like, you know, like I said, when I went to Dan, I had, I want to say like 35, 40 fights. And, you know, when I got to Dan, I want to say like we had 30, 40, 50 fights together, and I only lost maybe two. And when I did lose, you know, it's... It's guys that are undefeated pros right nah, now yeah, or I mean, title holders right now. And in my honest opinion, and Dan will tell you the same thing, it's like, you know, that we might have squeaked it out. And, you know, it is what it is. I'm never the type of person to say I got robbed or anything. But, you know, I, I've i hung – my point is I've hung with the best of them. And, you know, I'd be right there. If I was still fighting, man, you, you'd be – I'd be right there with them. Easy. No doubt in my mind. So – out of all your fights, what 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 win in particular sticks out to you the most? That's the most memorable. <sighs> win. Let me think. Um, I do remember. I do remember when me and Dan went to uh, regionals together. We uh, I have actually a couple funny stories, but uh, I remember when uh, we were getting ready f- to go to nationals. 
but we had to, you know, we were in the regionals first. Because when I was coming up in the amateurs, you couldn't buy your way into fucking everything. I, you know, all these fighters are like, I'm a national competitor, but you're buying your way into it. And yeah, then losing I, in the first f- round. Funny enough, I had a friend of mine um, say to me, I'm, I might just buy my way into the tournament and drive yeah, to Tennessee. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Listen, like, that's what, cool and everything. Used, I'm not hating on what it. What it used to have to be, you'd have to win open diamond gloves, so, right? In Jersey. Yeah, when I was when I was an amateur, you had to not only like you know, golden gloves has always been the same. You have to buy, you have to earn your way into the nationals, yes. not just you know buy your way into it. And it, you know, same thing with every other tournament. Like there was a handful of tournaments where you can go to and kind of buy your way in, but they weren't like really credited to like get you up in the rankings or anything it was just like a tournament that you can go and get experience well that's the funny thing too a lot of people don't understand with the the national golden gloves it doesn't get you a state ranking not anymore it used to used to i heard now it's yeah now it's you win it and you can just go around and tell people i mean it doesn't mean nothing because once you turn to the pros i'm sure promoters can look at that and you can show them like i won nationals yeah but nowadays dude they want to see like your your ranking in the in the country they want to see you going out into international tournaments and everything and like like i said like golden gloves just doesn't have that hold anymore you know but you know i mean i I was saying i feel like in pop cult not pop culture but i feel like every day like every day down the street you're walking down the street you're going to the liquor store you're going to the deli yeah, I won the gloves. And that's still going to hold more weight than... Yeah, yeah everybody the, I've ever met uh, won the Golden Gloves. Oh, yeah. Everybody I've I won met. seven times <laughs> and I got bored of the sport and I quit. Yeah, my brother my brother met. used to go around. My brother Matthew. It was my dad. My my dad fought in the Daily News Golden Gloves in New mm-hmm. York. Um, And my, my brother used to, my brothers fucked around in the gyms. Like South River had like Knights of Columbus. Yeah, we yeah, lived yeah. in Old Bridge. We used to fuck around there. My brother Michael's going, I was doing your Golden Glove champ, blah, blah, blah. This, that, and the third. And like, for me... I feel like I just have more intent. Like I don't even like people calling me champ. Yeah. Like I tell my friend, like my boy, my boy's like, oh, it's the champ. Like I don't want shit. I ain't no fucking champ. <laughs> don't call me champ. But like yeah, everybody, like, and it's the best too when you have them walk in the gym. You have the yeah. kids that just walk in the gym. They want to hit. And it's it. I think this is the best thing about being with Doyle is that he was the president of the Golden Gloves. Because mm-hmm. I used to love when yeah man I won the gloves in like. You know, 2013, 2014, I fucking knocked out, got a knockout in the finals, and I'm like, look at Dan, and Dan just, like, shake his head, and they're like, all right, this fucking guy's like, you know what yeah, I'm talking about? Like, I'm, Absolutely. It's absolutely. the best, but um, I feel like that holds, that still holds more weight, and just in pop culture, like, in general, like, every, like, I find it funny, anybody can go to register for the gloves every year. Like, I fought in the gloves in 2020, and I remember everybody saying, like, that's so cool, you know, you got in the... Bro, there could be a dude that never trained a day. And I say the same thing about pro boxers, and this is why I don't... I You will get no clout from me because you're a pro boxer. Unless you have a good record, I could have never boxed a day in my life. I could go to the NJ Commission right now and get my pro card. So whenever I go into a gym, another gym for sparring and shit, especially mm-hmm. when I was more active, all oh, these kids are pro. Okay. Yeah. So, That's cool. Uh, yeah, no. I know amateurs that are... Yeah, I think the amateurs are harder than the pros. 100%. 100%. Like One... Especially sub nom, it's not. You have lesser time to fight, so you really have to push it. Mm-hmm. Once you're, once you're, even in the open, it's three, three minute round. You don't have that much time to work, mm-hmm. so you really have to. Either your counter punching has to be on point, your defense yep. has to be on point, and yeah, your you offense has to be on point, and you got to be active. Mm-hmm. The pros, you start off with four rounds. They're still, it's four rounds. Like it's still an extra round more than pro. And yeah. then you get to the six and the eights, and it's like, you got dudes who are losing. Eight out of nine rounds, eight, eight out of seven out of eight rounds, and then they get that knockout in the third because exactly. you have more in the, in the eighth because they have all that they have more yeah. time and you get to a cut weight. 
I have some fucking horrible weight cutting stories. I don't have as many fights as Rocco, but I mean Rocco is only Rocco is the one who taught me how to cut weight. Yeah, so I had, the, had some rough stories. I, I I've had get, some shitty experiences. Like with I that. said with regionals, I can I can tell a nice little story, but because you you know with the uh, memorable win, I heard Dan bitch about that one before. <laughs> so we so regionals was in. Uh, where was it? Oh, Lake Placid at the uh, Olympic Training Center. So it was an awesome center. I've been there like probably four to six times, something like that. Like I've been there plenty of times. Awesome facility. And, uh, you know, they have a sauna there. So it's a little easier to cut weight. And they have all like state-of-the-art stuff. So I fought at 132. You know, very lightweight. <laughs> you know, I walked around at damn near 160. You know, I was just naturally a bigger dude when it came to that weight. Um so I get to Lake Placid. I think I was, like, the day before I was supposed to fight, I think I got there at 138. You know, and like I said, there was, you know, you got to make weight every day. When you get to that regional and national level, you're not making weight just once in a while. You're making weight every single day. You know, if you win, you got to make weight the next day. It's not like you can just blow up and, you know, cruise at a certain weight. So, you know, I have to lose... <laughs> I have to lose six pounds... And, you know, I'm sitting in the sauna, me and, you know, me and Dan are, you know, he's telling me funny stories just to, just to get me through it because I'm fucking miserable. And so, like, my, the most memorable win I had, I, I was fighting a kid that had, you know, probably like 200 amateur fights. I can't remember the kid's name. I think it's like Hawkerson or something like that. I think that was his last name. You know, he's a, you know, a very talented kid and, uh. You know, it's the first round, and, you know, Dan was looking him up, and he's like, yo, I'm seeing this kid everywhere on the internet. So, obviously, you know, he has a ton of experience, ton of, you know, exposure, and, you know, he's a skinny kid. You know, he makes weight, no problem. I'm, like, suffering in the sauna and whatever. So then, you know, that day, I end up fighting the kid. I end up stopping him in the second round. So, you know, that was definitely the most memorable win because I was literally miserable in the sauna that yeah. day and then <laughs> so so i win the fight cool i have to fight the next day and i'm fighting another kid that's very nationally known right now i think he's actually a title holder at 135 130 something like that his name is uh jermaine rodriguez great fighter you know mad credit to him shout out to him um i'm fighting him in the second round i have to go you know i Right after the fight, no water, no nothing. I'm like, all right, let me go check my weight before I start, like, trying to rehydrate and everything. Obviously, you know, after your fight, you know, you know how it is. After you fight, you're dehydrated, you're, you know, you're, you're just spent your adrenaline, adrenaline, you know, you're, you're tired. You're getting that adrenaline dump. And you're like, all right, like, I'm sure I got to lose a little bit of weight. I even for a second, you get out the ring, you got to go to the doctor's. Yeah, exactly, So you're just exactly. sitting there like, fuck, I got to yeah. get to a scale. Like, so I, I go to the scale real quick. Luckily, like, everything was in the same vicinity. So, like, it wasn't like I had to, you know, do anything crazy. I went into the locker room real quick. That was right <laughs> by the gym that I fought in. I get on the scale, you know, like I said, I'm fighting at 132, and I have to make 132 on the dot again. I get on the scale, I'm 147. That was, my heart dropped. And it, you know Dan, he, you know, he's not a person that... Can't see so on weight. Yeah, no, he is, he was very annoyed. <laughs> he was very upset. And, you know, we had to really grind it out. And... 
I was in the sauna did, did for probably. You, did you but, eat after you get off? Like, how'd you gain? No, dude. Month? Like, see, like, the, oh, after the first like, weigh-in. So after the first weigh-in, yeah, I had, like you know, at the end of the day, you got to refuel. You know, oh, if I did, if, I would be stupid if you know, because at the end of the day, it's not like you know, I made weight and then. Well, even oh, after, I, if, I, even after that first win, like after that after that first fight, mm-hmm. where you stopped the kid in the second. Yeah. Well, no, that's the fight. That's the fight. That was your first fight. You're that talking about the first fight of the tournament. Yeah. Okay, so you what what you end up eating after, after the, the fight? scale after the scale. oh after the scale so after the scale I went so they had a buffet which was you know I mean it's awesome that they had a buffet you have some kids that walk like, around it's not like this. I can really eat a, eat a ton you know I had some eggs a little bit of bacon you know for the protein I think I had like a quarter of a waffle just for like and some fruit just some for carbs. like the carbs and sugar you know nothing crazy I didn't you know I only had water I had like a Maybe, like, half a cup of Gatorade just for the electrolytes and, you know, maybe a little bit of Pedialyte. Nothing crazy. You know, but, like, the thing is, dude, is when I got down to 132, I would dr- – if I just looked at water, I would gain a pound. Like, that's just – you know, I was so light. You know how skinny I – you know, I was a – I'm a big I, dude I, for the weight. I but- still, to this day, like, Javier, shout out to Hav. You – He's a retard, you know. <laughs> I used to, I, I got to explain a lot of the, the, the kids that came around, like, after you were done competing. Like, this fucking kid looked like an alien. Mm-hmm. And then you had, like, the long, the long curly hair. So, oh, it's like, yeah, this yeah, fucking yeah. kid used to look like, you guys wouldn't believe it. And I try to explain that. I'm like, Rockle now is buff CrossFit guy. Like, yeah. you could be a scrawny toothpick of a dude oh, yeah, that was- puts you to, like, put a heavyweight out. Like, mm-hmm. hit fucking hard. But, like. I, I remember I'd see you come in the gym, bags under your eyes, fucking, <laughs> you sit there and like, fucking ate egg whites for breakfast, haven't eaten <laughs> since. Like, you know, I used to, like, I used to never fuck, fuck with you because you're always just intimidating, <laughs> but I knew when you were cutting weight because I stayed to my own. Dan yeah. would even be like, what are you, what are you uh, angry today? <laughs> you upset? Oh, yeah. But, like, you know, like, you saw me in the gym, though. Like, the gym was when I did become, like, a person that was willing to talk to people and willing to have a, have a outgoing, outgoing personality. Like, because that was, like, my comfort zone and that's where I was happy. Like, but at the same time, you know, I was cutting weight and, you know, you could pick me out easily when I was cutting weight because I was miserable as fuck. Yeah. Like, I'm super miserable. You come in because that, you, yeah, you, like, you had your, you know, you, you talk to, like, Garrett and Tim and all them and, like, mm-hmm. You'd be laughing, cracking jokes and shit, have a smile. You'd always had a smile on your face, but when you were cutting weight, you just oh, put your headphones in and yeah, you fucking talk to nobody. And um, I was a different I creature. I remember thinking like... Different creature, bro. I, I remember thinking because, you know, like when I started, I was heavier. Yeah. Um, I remember like thinking like, damn, is it really that bad? And then I started, I started dieting, losing the weight. And I didn't think it was that bad because I was still eating like... When you're dieting, dieting is different than cutting weight for people yes, don't understand. Absolutely. Is, like I'm, I'm dieting now. I, I don't mind. I, I can eat a bunch of chicken, veggies, drink all the water I want. When you're cutting weight, nope. you're on the scale every fucking morning. Mm-hmm. The frustration of you doing everything right and you're a pound heavier than you were the day before. Oh, my God, dude. Like, um, and I remember thinking, like, damn, is it that miserable? And I remember I remember actually the first time I met Dan Murray, who's hitting the bag. His fucking dirty-ass Batman shirt on. <laughs> and I was still heavy. Dan Murray. And I, remember, I remember asking him, like. I forgot. I was like talking to him, and he was like, 
And he's like, listen, he's like, he's like, I'll give you, he gave me a little advice. He's like, if he's like, if you're fat, if he's like, if you're fat ass decides to take this seriously and start losing weight, I'll give you more advice. And I remember thinking <laughs> he was a fucking dick after that. It turned out being one of my best friends, but yeah. I remember thinking like, damn, I remember thinking like, damn, he just called me a fat fuck. But like, <laughs> I remember then I started dieting and then Rocco was actually the one who got me a first fight. Dan wasn't training people at the time. Mm-hmm. And I walk in the gym and you're just like. Hey, you're, you want to fight? You're gonna fight on the same card as Hob. You gotta be one forty six. Now I stepped on the scale at night, and I was like one sixty. Mm-hmm. I was like two weeks out, and then I really started like was eating baby food, mm-hmm. fucking working out in the sauna suit. And I remember thinking like, I remember coming to the gym one day miserable, and I was like, mm-hmm. and finally understand it. Mm-hmm. Finally understand it. It's terrible. It's fucking bro. horrible. It's, so it's a rough, it's a rough experience, man. I think everybody should experience it at least once. Because you know what, I feel like if you can do that teaches you a lot about yourself i was about to say if you like i always tell people like especially if it comes like i can't quit drinking or i can't i feel like any of us who've been through it and listen a lot of mma fighters because they they do it a different way than us they want to lose the 10 pounds the day before and shit like even psychopaths like they're fucking crazy because they i've watched i've watched mma fighters like step on the scale they got to be like 155 and they're like 170 like two days before the fight i'll lose that easy but i feel like if you can cut weight and really like to the point where you can't drink water, mm-hmm. you can do. You can quit anything. You can quit Absolutely. any habit. Absolutely. So you were one forty seven, the night, the night before the second bout. Mm-hmm. So what you you guys ended up grinding it out? Oh yeah. So I went on the bike for I want to say at least forty five minutes. I went on a spin bike for forty five minutes with a sauna suit, with a sweat you know sweatshirt on, Abilene. Fighters should know what Abilene is. That's, I live by it. Yo, Abilene for life. Rock, Rocco taught me that Abilene. <laughs> Abilene for life. I got life. it in my back. That's when you know I'm actually getting a workout in. If I go to the gym and I don't put Abilene on, I'm bullshitting. People know, don't bother Smalls. If he pulls the Abilene out of his bag, absolutely. leave me alone until I break a sweat. Because that's when it's like, okay. But, um, you know, we had the Abilene going, the sauna suit. You know, I'm on the bike for 45 minutes. You know, I probably lost like three, four pounds just doing that. And then, uh, you know, a little bit of shadow boxing, probably lost another pound or two doing that. And then the rest was just straight in the sauna, losing all that water weight, losing all that extra weight. What it's you, funny. What were you guys cycle for the sauna? Were you in like three minutes? Uh, no, we, so at first I did like 15, 20 minutes just to like kind of burn it out. And then, you know, as I got lower and lower and lower, Dan was just like do five minute increments, five to seven minutes. That's it. You know, we don't want to burn more than you know, we need to. And at the end of the day, sauna is going to suck the life out of you. Like if anybody's ri- like people have been in a sauna and kind of sat there for 10, 15 With minutes, their fucking but, bottle of water. Yeah, that's to the thing, bro. It's like, nobody knows. And it wasn't even a sauna. It was a steam room, which is 10 times worse where you pour the water in the yeah. uh, furnace and it smokes up and it's hard to breathe. It's hard. Like, you know, it, it was rough, but, uh, you know, it got to a point where I think I was at like one thirty five, and I was like, Dan, Dude, you need to give me some type of, like, whether it's orange juice, whether it's apple juice, whatever it is, you know, but I just need something with flavor in my mouth because you get to a point where water, it just, doesn't. you do don't it. want food, you don't want, like, you just need that, that, that taste, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you just, you know, you st- your body starts shutting down, like, it's just like, dude, you need something. And, you know, Dan was like, I'll, I'll get you a little mixture of orange juice and, a- and apple juice but you better not fucking swallow it. Like, I remember him be like, like, even when I took the sip, Dan was like standing right next to me. Like, don't you fucking swallow it? Because like, if I swallow just a sip of it, I'm gaining a pound and a half. Cause you're in your body's going to yeah, hold like, it. Like my body's going to hold anything that it can. 
and you know I spit it out whatever and I I just remember being miserable 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 but like I said luckily I had Danny you know we were cracking jokes while I was in the sauna like even though like he was laughing his ass off and having a good time I was like miserable miserable as fuck like I remember he had to walk away at one point and be like dude I can't even watch this anymore like this is rough to watch like it it was you know like there's like videos on YouTube of like those pro UFC fighters like crying in the sauna, crying in the Epsom salt bath. Like, dude, like that shit is real, bro. Like that, it becomes dark, man. It- I believe it. I, I, like I said, I don't, I don't, I haven't had the weight cutting experiences. You, I, I still to this day, I always said the worst. Cause after that, cause I never wanted to do that again mm-hmm. for all my fights prior, prior, I just, I dieted a month, month or two out. Mm-hmm. Me and Dave, the night before Kenilworth, we were sitting in the sauna at LA Fitness. I was abilene up, sweet sweat on, actually. Mm-hmm. He put this sweat jacket on me. And Dave, if you ask him about the story today, he'll still laugh at me. I started talking to some fucking nut job. Yeah, in the you sauna. just start, like, doing shit, and, right? And Dave's, like, sitting there. He's like, stop fucking talking. And I was like, Dave, <laughs> fucking. Like, and it was like, frustrating. Dying, it was bro. frustrating because it was right after we left the gym. We went to the sauna right after the mm-hmm. gym. And you know when you just sometimes you can't break that bead? Yeah. So you're just sitting there. You're not sweating yet. Yup. And I'm like, yep. I, I said, I was like, I can't bring, you can't, the worst part about a phone, you can't bring your phone in there. You're going to ruin your phone. I, I used to have, oh, a, I used to do dude, it. Dude, I used to have, fuck. I still have it in my bottom drawer in my room. I had a phone that I'd connect to the YMCA Wi Fi mm-hmm. and I'd bring it in the sauna by itself. Yeah. I had a separate phone just for the sauna. Mm-hmm. And I remember turning to Dave and I was like, I'm fucking dying and I need to talk to somebody because you're sitting there and you're just like chilling. Mm-hmm. You know, Dave, he's, yeah, like, he's like sitting just there, chill, like, head down, like, yeah. I'm fucking dying over here. Like, and I'm watching some fucking fat fuck in front of me. He's got his big case of water, mm-hmm. like his big thing of water. I hear the ice jiggling. Yep. And I'm just like, oh, you start getting cranky. I'm as fuck. sitting there and I'm like, I remember going home that night, and I took probably a horrible idea. I took a handful. I actually no, I went to Dave's house after that. I was so uncomfortable, I couldn't sleep on this big leather couch. So then I fucking went to my house real fast. I picked up um, melatonin. I took a handful, and then I stayed the night at Nestor's. Mm. Because I was just so miserable. I yep. so Because you get to the point, like, a normal person can drink a whole Gatorade at that, like, the point where we're at, you drink a Gatorade, you're gaining six pounds. Yo, absolutely. And you're not, your body's not going to let you piss that out for another nope. two days. So you get to the point where it's like, I can't even take a sip of water. So what Nestor let me do is I sucked on ice cubes just because I, my, your mouth, for me, it was never really, for me, the biggest aggravating part was the dry mouth. Yeah. The dry mouth oh, yeah, was the absolutely. worst. Because you're sitting... Like, I used to have a coloring book. Like, for that whole time when I was I was eating baby food because I was listening to fucking Hav and you. Like, I was eating... I used to have a coloring book. Like, that whole day before the fight, I was coloring mm-hmm. and shit. And I was, like, watching fucking hockey. Because I just... I couldn't... And I, that is always the worst part. Keep like, yourself busy. Because you, if you don't, you're going to break and you're oh, going to drink fucking water oh, or something. Me, absolutely. You can't even eat lettuce. You can't even Dude. eat lettuce because the water in the yeah. lettuce is going to hold. <laughs> Bro, it's... It's funny. Like, I've even had, like... I remember me and my girlfriend, uh, where were we fighting? Ah, fuck. What was it? I I don't even remember, but I had a a fight one day and it was the night before. And like, for some reason I was just hitting a standstill. Like I I was, uh, you know, I I fought at 132 for a long ass time. Like since I was like 15 years old and you know, and it got to a point where, you know, I was, I was around 130. 133 and a half and I just couldn't lose this weight and I said to my girl I was just like you know what I'll just I'll just uh I'll do it tomorrow like the day of the fight and she's like no you're fucking not 
get the fuck up. We're going to the gym. Go sit in the sauna. I'll sit, I'll sit in there with you. And, bro, I'm telling you, when, <laughs> when I tell you I was so fucking nasty to her, bro. Like, we, like bro, we almost broke up. We all, Like, bro, I'm telling you, people don't get it. Like, people don't get how rough this shit is when, like, you know, like, it's ruined, like, almost ruined relationships for me. Like, yeah. not just, like, friendships, like, you know, a relation, like, a relationship I've been in for six years almost. Like, bro, there was times where I would go to the vending machine and she would, like, shove me and be like, get the fuck out of here, you're not drinking water. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, it's... It's a different See, beast that people like need to experience. You gotta, at least once first in their life. off, bro, Jules is a real one for that because like my, I was always the fat like I'm a fat kid at heart. So like whenever I would diet and get in shape for my mom, you're not eating. I don't like when you don't eat. My brothers, you gotta eat because I'm the fucking garbage disposal. You go to Thanksgiving like you you got leftovers in your plate, send them this way. Oh yeah, but like everybody would just eat eat. So you had your you had I I, I feel like it was more frustrating for me because I had people tell me. Eat, 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 eat. At least you had someone like, don't fucking eat. Oh, uh, shout out to this this moment. Actually, so don't don't give her that much credit because the night I had my my first pro fight, I had weigh-ins the next day. Me and my friend, uh, me and Garrett, shout out Garrett, just went to a gym that was in you know my fight was in Maine. So we found a gym that had a sauna and shit. We're sitting in the sauna. You know he sat in the sauna with me. He was a ride or die for that. We get back to the room. You know what these motherfuckers do? They order Pizza Hut. Right in front of my, my face. My roommate. I had to run into the shower and be like, tell me when you guys are done. Throw it the fuck out before I get out. My roommate, um, he was like a stoner. He used to like, every, like for the fights I had when I lived with him, like, it would be fucking 2.30 in the morning. And when you're cutting weight, sleep is your best friend. Because it just kills time. And I used to, I woke up in the middle of the night and he's got Domino's and fucking he's eating Domino's. He's he's living his best life. And I remember just being like, you're such a fucking prick. And even like mm-hmm. even like my girl when I was getting ready for the gloves like that, that was probably the best I've ever done. Because I, I mean, I it's not like I have like everyone's like, I moved the weight class up for that. But I started December, uh, January 1st of 2020, like on the first day, I was 200 pounds. Shit. Yeah. And, and most of I was probably realistically mm-hmm. like probably 191 yeah, yeah, yeah. drinking and shit that night. I went from 200 to 159 in a month and a half. Mm-hmm. But my girl was all like, wow, in the middle of the night, shit like that. So that shit sucks. So hopefully you guys get the idea. Point blank period. <laughs> cutting weight. That was the worst t- fucking thing that in the world. That uh, So you... you, you Get to that little bit. You lose that little bit for that second fight mm-hmm. of the night. So what happens then? You step on the scale. You make weight. Did you yeah, just? Made, did you just make weight? Yeah, I just made. I actually no, I didn't just make weight. I ended up being like probably a half pound light. Um, you think the scale you were on was heavy a little bit? The scale you were using to uh, track your weight? No, because it was the same scale that that they used for the weigh-in. So uh, it was like that. Calibrated. Luckily, like they didn't they didn't fuck with us in that sense because I have been to plenty of tournaments, like uh, regional and national tournaments, where they'll be like, here's this test scale. We're not gonna give you the real scale and then you've come to find out that either the scale is light or the scale's heavy, which I think is stupid as fuck. Like it's like just to fuck with you. But um yeah luckily like I said, uh, you know, I made weight. Uh me and the kid fought and you know, like I said, dude, like me and the kid went at it. 
It was a good ass fucking fight. Was this Jason Adorno? The, uh, no, this. No, wasn't. that was the finals, right? No, 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 no. That no, this was uh, regionals. This is a whole different tournament. This oh. was uh, that kid Jermaine. Uh, what is it, Jermaine Ortiz? I think his name is. I think he's you know he's very doing very well in the pros right now, and um, you know first round I busted his nose real bad, caught him with some hard ass shots. Like this is probably the hardest I've ever hit anybody. Like this kid was like like. You know, I was really catching this kid a lot. Second round, I still think I won the second round. You know, it was, it was a lot closer. Don't get me wrong, the kid was tough as fuck. You know, tough kid, very skilled. Third round, you know, I, I'm i not making excuses, but I cut a lot of weight. And by the third round, dude, I couldn't feel my legs. I couldn't feel my arms. I was just taking shots at that point. Breathing you heavy. Know, breathing fucking. heavy. I was tired. <laughs> it was still a war in the third round. But, you know, he definitely won. He definitely outlanded me in the yeah. third round. They ended up giving it to him. But, like I said, dude, no excuses. Like, you know, whether they see it that way or not. Like, you know, me personally, of course, I'm going to be biased and say I thought I won. Yeah, who? who? You know, like in a close fight at the end yeah, of the day, I mean, think yeah, you won. You're always, but, you know what I mean? That's what I always respected about you. And, like, I have a, I have a lot of friends in, in this boxing game that, they can get their fucking ass beat from from pillar from post to post. Oh, I can think of somebody that's like that. I can think. I can <laughs> think, think of two. Somebody like that. And I, they robbed me. They didn't fucking bro. I saw they, the fight. I, like, like, I saw the fight, listen, bro. This, this is why. Yeah. This is why. Um, I I've always respected. Not even respected. But I I clown people who are like that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a fucking audience. Yeah. Like, exactly, there's not bro, like. like I, I, not every judge is out to get you. Mm-hmm. Not every ref, <coughs> not every ref fucking hates you. On top of the fact that there is mad fucking people watching the fight. So what I would do if I really felt like I got robbed? One, I'd go to all the other coaches in the back. Did you watch the fight? What'd you think? Go to Lane Proud. What'd you think? And not even his people, just like people I know that aren't there for either of us. Like, yeah. What'd you think of that fight? Yeah. And like the end of the day, bro, especially in the amateurs. Well, if you're if you're boxing, you're competitive. But at the end of the day, it's it's not you don't have a stock. It's not like pros where if you lose, like oh shit, now I'm a B side. Yeah. It's a fuck. It's amateurs. The whole amateur system, experience. the whole amateur system, and its core is really to recruit people for the Olympic program. Absolutely. But it's also to prepare people for the pros. And absolutely. For me, like I fucking hate losing. I can't stand losing. And same. I hate losing. Like I. I like but I'm also not like one of those people that's gonna like, hold a grudge over it. Like I lost. A very very close fight in the gloves this year, and I had like a lot of people. I I I, mm-hmm. I had um, D knockout um, from what is it D boys right? The uh, gym in Passaic no Passaic Boxing Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had like some of like y'all smalls. I was I I thought it went your way, and I, was, I I'm one of those people. I'm I'm honest. I was like, I won the first. The second was iffy, mm-hmm. and listen, he pulled the third out of his ass. So I I said to him, I was like, I don't. Everybody else was a good. And I, my favorite thing, like my best part about that whole experience, was after I got out from backstage in Rawway, and I was like walking through. I had mad pe- people I never even met. Exactly. weren't even for him. Just like yo, that was a fucking great fight. You that was a, that, respect, that was a banger. Blah blah blah. And I was like that. For any of us, yo, is, is, if you could put on a good showcase for yourself, that's all you should. That's all you should care about. Because see, I, I will say, bro. Me personally, and you can ask Dan. You can you can ask anybody that's really been in my corner since the jump. I am a sore loser. Oh no! So I like break my trophies. So I cause not. a scene. Dude, I'm I um, bad, bro. Like when, I, when we when we lost in Kenilworth, the second I got home I, on the drive home from Kenilworth, 
after uh, Eddie dropped me off, I threw my threw my fucking metal in the garbage. And I threw it out the window in my car when I was driving home. Oh no, I like cause a scene in front of people. I don't. Like, I'm I, like terrible. I like, don't. I, I'll give respect to who beat me, but I like I'm breaking my trophies I'm more, in front of people. Like, after fights, I'm more in the mood of all right. Let me get my fucking get these hand wraps off and get these clothes off and shit. Because I I'm one of those people, man. You can't change the you can't change the decision. My dad my dad used to. That my dad gave me the advice his trainer gave him when he used to fight was the second, you know, when you first put the wraps on and your shoes on, everything's in your hands. Mm-hmm. After I take these wraps off and those shoes, you take those shoes off, whatever the decision is, the decision is. So I was never like a sore loser about it, but I definitely, I remember telling my dad and come home from the gloves, shut the fuck up. Cause he was just like blowing my ear off. I was driving him home and I was just like, dad, you know, sh- shut the fuck up, please. Mm-hmm. Let me just. Absolutely. Let me just sulk. Absolutely. No, I had a dad that was very, you know, RIP, but I had a dad that uh, was very critical. Even if I won, he was like, you should have done this. Oh, my dad too. And like, not like in a disrespectful way, just my dad like had very high hopes for me. Very, very high expectations. Our dad's like old school, you know, and they don't, they don't do the participation trophy bullshit. No, my dad, absolutely my not. dad used to tell my brothers like in football and shit, throw that the fuck out. No, you don't deserve true. nothing. Like absolutely. My, my 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 dad, you know what I mean? Like my dad always, you know, he'd say like, "Yo, you, you know, I'm proud of you. You got balls, but you could have won that, and you should have won that." And like, absolutely. I know there's one kid I know who fought in a Long Branch card, and I shit you not, and this. I fucking can't stand people like this. You know the silver little boxing mitt trophy, like necklaces they give you, yeah, like the little like the medals. Oh, oh, are you talking about the actual necklaces? No, the medals. the medals, like the okay. little medals that hey, like they'll give yeah. you as per- runner up participant. Dude, I knew this one kid. I'm not even gonna say his name because he might listen to this, but you know who <laughs> you are, and I love you to death. This fucking kid was wearing it around like a necklace. I saw him at Menlo <laughs> Mall, and this kid got. I, I didn't watch the fight, but from what I heard, he took a beat. Okay, and. I, I couldn't believe I just oh my god I couldn't believe it like <laughs> this kid's walking around like showing it all I'm like I mean at the end of the day man like be proud of yourself for doing it but yeah like I, I mean I get what you're saying but at the same time man like you gotta think about it this way man like I don't know the individual that you're talking about yeah. but at the end of the day you think about it and like that might be like a highlight of his life like oh listen he, I, he, I have for what was it my birthday I thought I threw it all away. My girl gave me for my birthday, like, one of those display boxes with yeah. my hand wraps mm-hmm. and the ticket stub from the gloves this year. Because it was so – I thought it was just a cool venue because I'm, I'm really big in, like, 50s boxing. And they had the mm-hmm. kiosk, golden gloves. I thought it was dope. And you've been to the Rawway Center before, I'm sure, like, for the fight. It's on the stage. It was a cool fucking environment. And yeah. we put on one of the best fights of the night. But at the same time, I kind of didn't – I'm not one of those people, like, I lost. It's whatever. I move on. I get better. I'm not one of those people that like dread, like even now like I have some of my like some of my buddies like who fought like like I don't win though. I mean, to me you you win it or nothing. Yeah, I, you win I, or you I, lose. Like, and I don't I don't believe uh, in all cases it's the win or you learn situation because there's times where you're just getting beat up yeah, and you're not I learning. Do, anything. I, 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 d- I agree to disagree. Like I I do I hear what you're saying and I kind of agree. Well, no, I, I'm but, sa- I'm not saying in all cases. Yeah, but I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people like. There's a lot of people they lose and they try yeah. to, especially with video and stuff. They'll take the highlights. Yeah, like, no, or, of course. And like, there's always people that are afraid to like, like I've shown videos of me getting cracked yeah. in fights and in sparring. And I'll make a well, joke you gotta about think, it, like, bro. Like, there's there's people that 
there's people that do it because they truly want to win. They truly want to be a fighter. They truly want to take this life serious. And then there's people that do it because they want to say they did it or they want to show that. They I did mean, it. I you know, there's I, a difference. I do it because listen, I. I mean, we're all fucking crazy if you do this, this yeah, or MMA. Or anything. I love, fi- I love fighting. I, I used to play rec hockey a lot and like sports and shit. And like, I was like, this is kind of get. I, I could be getting beat up, and I could still say at some level, I'm having fun. I'm having fun. Absolutely. Like I, I'm just one of those people. I, I love. It's the only sport I've ever been good at was boxing, yeah. and listen, I didn't think I was gonna get anywhere near as good as yeah. I got. Like, I've been around Frankie Edgar's camp and give mm-hmm. sparring to him and his guys, mm-hmm. and like just mad different. Higher up pros and shit, and there's there's a few pros that there you know his coach would be like put him on him today and shit and like for a kid who doesn't have like thirty five plus fights in general just starting off being a fat kid I didn't think I was gonna get as good as I got and I like to credit credit Dan firstly and you guys for beating the living piss out of me in Middletown and anywhere else. I still have the picture of my clothes after I wore all white sparring you. <laughs> I thought, oh my god, I thought I broke my nose that day. And that was like the second sparring session I ever brought my, my, my baby mamas to. That's funny. Oh man, it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember because you this kid this kid came to the gym. I asked him for sparring because I like trying to I always like sparring people better than me. I'm not one of those people on spar with scrubs, so I was like, I'm gonna call Rock, I gotta get work because I was supposed to fight. Um and this kid came in with no gloves. You're wearing the Everlast Dick Sporting Good fucking gloves from the share bin. Yeah. And I'm like, this isn't going to end good. Round <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. in, I'm leaking. I thought I broke my nose. I was like, this is fucking horrible. <laughs> Still having fun. And I remember, like, Sal was like, all right, get out of the ring. I was like, I'm <laughs> fucking good. Let me go one more. Nah, you were t- I will say that, man. You're definitely a tough motherfucker. Like, I, I just, I don't, like, a lot of people, I, got, I just get angry. That's my thing. I'm only tough because I'm. I get angry. Yeah. And I want. I want to go one more. Let me just fucking hit. I said this. I was like, let me hit him one time. <laughs> just fucking hit him one time. He's like, no, you're done. It's like one fucking time. So if funny. I can, if I can hit him like a cross hook, I'll be happy. I'll be happy. But I, I don't know. A lot of like a lot of people, they do it just to say they do it. And like, there's a lot of people who like. It's they a tough. Sport. They come to the gym. They'll go to the gym, hit the heavy bag, and record it, and then dip. Absolutely. Like, there's a lot of, like... But, like, the thing is, bro, it's funny because, like, see, like, the individuals nowadays, even, like, you know, I I see these guys that I, you know, I've either fought or fought with or I've been at Nationals with. I've been, you know, and and I see... You know, they're top dogs in, like, in one, the 135 division. You know, you got Tiafimo, you got Ryan Garcia, you got Tank, you got... Bro, I've seen all these dudes in the gym. I've seen all these dudes spar. I've seen all these dudes fight. I've, like, I know who the top dog the, is just because... I know Tio's like, from Brooklyn, but, like... He's, bro- he's from Brooklyn. I know, he, yeah. did he, like... He didn't do, like, any fights around here, right? Like, in the amateurs. Um, I think he yeah, did. he did. I, I've seen him fight. Um, Have you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him fight in New York and stuff. I I didn't fight in New York a lot. I, I fought in New York like a handful of times. You guys did like Gleason's, him. the old school Gleason. Yeah, I've seen I remember, him. I remember it was yeah. you, Jimmy, and like Dan and stuff. Who got yeah, him. yeah. I've seen I've seen him. You know, but like the thing is, bro, is you see these guys. You can tell who who's the who's doing this for social media and for clout, and you can see who the real ones. are. I think Tio's top dog. I think Tio's top dog. I I, you know, I, I hear people. I, I definitely do. I heard someone try to tell me Ryan Garcia. <laughs> Absolutely. Would beat Tiafimo Lopez. But that's because he's on social media. Like I know, that. but how? How do you how because, do you think because that? the individual you're talking about is probably on social I'm media? I'm talking all about day. people that are like in the fight, like but around it. 
Mm. And I'm like, how do you how do you think that? How do you listen, man? I think Ryan can fight. Don't get me wrong. Oh no, 100%. I think him. See, like everybody, you know, I know him and Tank are like trying to get it together or whatever. But see, like I think uh, you know a lot of people say like I think t- like you know Tank's gonna kill him all this and that. But like the thing is, bro, is Ryan smart enough to know that if he fights somebody like Devin Haney, Devin Haney's another one. Like he's not like a he can fight. Don't get me wrong, but he's a smart fighter that will outbox Ryan. He's Tank, not like a Tank can crack. But the thing is, is Ryan can outbox him if he wants to. You know, like, if he you, has a good game plan, you, he will outbox. You saw it a lot with Tank when he fought uh, Leo. Santa Cruz. Yeah. He was getting flustered. Tripped him. He- and Leo can't even box like that. Like and Leo, it was bi- I thought Leo was winning that fight. I think so, too. I think um, he had three rounds. You know, at, would, it, would it get stopped in the fifth, right? The fourth, but, like, listen, man. Like, I think Tank can fight. You know, but, I, bro, like, I, like, no disrespect. Like, I've seen Tank get his ass whipped in the, in the amateurs. I Numerous you, times. I remember you telling me the story. Numerous he like, times. He got beat up. What was it? Regionals, I think you're saying. Is Nationals. National. Yeah, what, the was, Golden Gloves? No, it was... I think it was the Junior Olympics. I mean, don't get me wrong. The we qualifiers were kids. type We were thing. kids. But and he was like, what? He got out the ring after taking yeah, a beating. Yeah, he tried to go after the... Uh, tried to go after the uh, people that were cheering for the other kid. Like, don't get me wrong, man. I'm a, I'm a sore loser, but it ain't to that extent bro like yeah. you know you got you gotta like keep it together bro yeah. like, but like like I said bro I've seen that kid get don't get me wrong kick and fight kick and fight but I'm telling you don't let the social media don't let the the TV <coughs> fool you don't let his opponents fool you listen bro like cool Leo Santa Cruz was a great win but at the end of the day dude's a natural 122 yeah Tank's a natural 135 I think, I think T.O. beats you know, them all at the end, I think I think To beats every single one of them. I, I think, think Tank. I think the two top dogs right now are um, To and Devin Haney. I, in all reality, dude, and I'm not even like, you know, I know this this kid like somewhat personally. Like we we roomed together, we were at regionals together. Uh, you know, I I think Shakur is even though like he's. He's a boring fighter, in my opinion. Like I, I, I got mad love for Shakur just because I grew up with him. We're both <laughs> from Jersey, Jersey you know. Yeah. You know, we're both from Jersey. We were in plenty of club shows together. We roomed together at regionals and national. Like you know, we we. Know I each think other, uh, I think him versus Carl Frampton would be a great fight. I think he's. I think he's beating Frampton easy. You I think do? he's too easy? slick, too uh, slick, too accurate. Too, I think you know? that would be a good fight. I think. I think he beats Jamel Herring easy. See, like for me, see, like to me, I think Herring would be a harder fight. Than you Frampton. do because he's more I think of a Frampton, see like for me I think I I think the only people that are beating Shakur are people that are sh- very strong willing to push the fight willing to take some punches but are gonna try to push him around the, those are the fights that I've seen him lose <coughs> kids that like pressure him pr- not only pressure but are strong I, I like, feel I feel like, like I feel like know, his he, easier wins are against kids who were pressuring because he's very good at counter yes but you're talking about pressure fighters that don't know how to move their head yeah that don't know how have any type of defense that don't have like you know don't don't set things up I'm talking about guys that you know skilled pressure fighters that are strong that are gonna try to push him around a little bit that are like you know what I'm saying yeah. like the pressure fighters that he's fought were almost like scared. To really advance on him because he is very accurate. He's a very accurate fighter. He's a does very he, does he hit hard? Dude? Like, uh, you think I've never hit? sparred him or anything, but no, I I mean from my under like I, I know people that have sparred him. I know like and I can just tell like being a fighter, especially at like that level, because I was at that level for a long time. Yeah, you know I 
don't get me like he's like you know how like Floyd was like you know with with a lot of guys in the welterweights like Floyd wasn't like a power puncher no but I mean but he, he keeps you on your toes he with was the, accurate he was yeah he he's keep, a sharp puncher he keeps like, you, you know on the toes yeah listen all these guys it, it when you like, get to that level everybody has a little bit of I was about to say you know everybody they, they always bust like Floyd and Paulie's mm-hmm. all these guys they don't help bro. Everybody's if you're got taking a, a fuck, at that level. first off, if you're if especially if you're coming in, if you're taking an accurate punch straight to the jaw, that mm-hmm. shit's gonna it's, it's gonna keep you on your toes. And that's why I can't stand like Floyd's a pillow punch. Stop McGregor pretty easily. Like and that that was him throwing like two hundred punches the entire fight. That's nothing. Like waving his and laughing yeah, at him. Like dude, I don't even get me started with that. I but, won't. That'll be another episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. Like, don't even get me started with that. But, but um. No, it's just like with with fighters like that, bro. It's like they keep you honest because of how accurate they are. They are how much of a good counter puncher he is. How how he picks his shots so precisely. You know what I'm saying? Like that that type of fighter is going to keep you on your toes, like you said, just because he is so accurate. You know what I'm saying? And it's not gonna, you know, it doesn't like hurt you, but you know, you get caught with that shot that was so accurate. You're like, all right, that didn't like. It didn't stun me or anything, but it's like, if I do get hit with that in the right way, that's going to hurt. Yeah. Or it's going to knock me the fuck out. You know, you can get hit with a punch that isn't even hard, but because you don't see it coming, you're going to get knocked the fuck out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just like what it is, man. It's like boxing. <coughs> boxing is about being precise. It's not about being the hardest punch. Or like, like don't get me wrong. You know, there's people like Gennady Gandolfkin that can just wear you down just because But he's also very he precise. Is. But that's the thing, man. It's like... Like him and... You know, like, look at him like in Canelo. Like. Yeah, bro. Like, that's the thing, dude. Is like, a lot of these MMA guys, like, they... You know, a lot of these MMA guys that are, like, trying to compare themselves to fighters, like... Or boxers, I mean. Uh, they don't get it. Like, it, it's two totally different worlds, dude. Do you know how precise a boxer is? Like, it's a professional puncher. That's what he does. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, all I'm gonna say is this, man. It's like... Can you imagine if Connor decided to fight Triple G or Canelo instead of Floyd? He wouldn't be fighting anymore. It goes around. Not the thing is, dude. His his career probably would have ended. Canelo is, especially Canelo. Canelo is so precise with his punches. He's gotten so much better after fighting Floyd. He is a slick power do, puncher. You you. A lot of people credit the Floyd loss. Do you actually credit? Do you think it's just him in the gym naturally progressing? Ask the question again. What do you like, mean exactly? Man? Everybody tries to say, like, Canelo's only as good as he is now because his loss to Floyd. Uh, I, I, um, I agree I agree and disagree at the same time. Like, I, I do think... I think the Floyd loss was a huge learning experience and learning curve for him. But... I won't say he wouldn't have got better... Uh, without like the Floyd loss, that's what I'm saying like, like but I do think like it was a crucial loss for him to be where he's at now. Yeah, I will say that. I mean, it gave I, him it gave him the exposure and stuff. Yeah, like Absolutely. especially his fame, like it helped. But I just I, you got like the Floyd fans that like to take every like you look at Pacquiao, you look at all these guys that have fought Floyd and continued fighting, and they never changed. Like no, I feel like I feel like it's, to me, I think it was more of a discredit to like. Canelo and his uh, work ethic in the gym. Although I'm gonna be going record and say I think he's juicing personally. Who? Canelo. Um. Yeah. Or has in I the mean, past. He definitely. He definitely. You know. I mean, it's possible. I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna say he is or isn't. 
I the only person I will I'm like absolutely convinced is juicing is Pacquiao or at one point was. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank he, you. Like there's no way go you can go start, from start one, 130 pounds and then go up to 147 and, and you're beating the shit out of Canelo uh, Cotto. I, like knocking out everybody. I get so much shit for that, especially because the owner of my barber shop's Filipino, huge Pacquiao. Like there's a picture of Pacquiao, and I said to him like, "How do you move up? There's weight classes for a reason. You don't move up." To fucking just beat the shit out of everybody. First off, the way he put a beating on Cotto, that doesn't happen. The way Margarito doesn't happen. You also got to think about it this way, dude. What happened when he started getting, he started getting pressed about, he started getting pressed about the steroids and, or not even steroids, but taking something. He started getting pressed. And then who'd he fight? Timothy Bradley. When he started really getting pressed on it. And you lost. I'm not going to say he lost that fight because it but was he a close fight. Well, no, I'm not saying he lost. Yeah, it I, wasn't I, a Pacquiao performance. But, but that's the thing is he looked like shit against Timothy Bradley, against somebody that he should have technically beat easy. You know, he just got came off knocking out Ricky Hatton two rounds. Miguel Cotto beat the living piss out of. Margarito broke his fucking face. Literally broke his face. Retired De La Hoya. Retired. De- I mean, De La Hoya, was like, on that- I'll give that one, like, a whatever just because he was... Yeah, at the end of his career, but, but still, like, it's But, dude, guy. like, the way he looked in those four or five fights, even when he was in 135, when he moved up to 135 and beat the living shit out of Diaz. Like, I know Diaz wasn't, like, a top-notch big-time fighter at the time, but, like, he was still, like, a, I think he was a title holder at one point. And he beat the piss out of Diaz. What was it, Julio Diaz or Juan Diaz? One of the two? Juan Diaz. Yeah, it was Juan Diaz, I think. He and then beat, I like, think the baby bull, right? And, but then, and then what, what else happened after that? Like, a couple fights after that, he got knocked the fuck out. By uh, Marquez. Mar- Marquez, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, once he started getting heat. It's funny, too, because like, he, he used to take worse punches from Marquez earlier in his career. Yeah. When I was saying, when like, I thought he was juicing. Yeah. And he would run through him. Yeah, run bro, through him. That's the thing get knocked down and get listen, straight back up. Listen, man. Like, <coughs> do I think Pacquiao is a phenomenal fighter? And in my opinion, like I get heat for saying this too, but I think he has absolutely accomplished more than Floyd has. Do I think Floyd is a phenomenal fighter and definitely, you know, in the talks of the top pound for pound fighters ever? Absolutely. But do I think Pacquiao has accomplished more and? Is he and like the thing is with Pacquiao is he's clo- he's the closest thing to the old school fighter, 100%. you know. And that's why I love Pacquiao. That's- like, don't get me wrong. Like, I do <laughs> think he was on some shit, but he is the closest thing to the old school fighter. You know, right now we're we're in we've been in the generation. We're in a transition now of like the tough guys out and like the slick. Everybody wants to be the Floyd. Everybody wants to be the counterpuncher. But counter that's the thing, bro. It's like everybody wants to be that fighter that throws 20 punches around but lands 15 out of, the tw- out of 20. the 20. And that's cool and everything. And, like, I know it's about, you know, I know the art of boxing is to hit, to get hit and not get hit. And that's awesome. Like, I love that and everything. But, like, the thing is, man, is then we need to stop comparing these fighters to the fighters back in the day because the fighters back in the day well, were a different different breed though like look at Sh- you know, Sugar Ray like uh, Jake Lovato they'd fight at, like you don't you'll never moving forward I don't think you'll ever see a record of like 126 no. and 2 in the pros it's about, especially nowadays because nowadays it's about social media it's about being popular it's about like it's not about it's not about being like having a legacy it's about making money and have and having a having popularity it's a popularity show nowadays 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for me, dude, it's like... Like, you know, it's the same thing with, like, Shakur coming up. Shakur's a phenomenal fighter, but at the end of the day, dude, the reason why, you know, MMA seems more interesting to a lot of people is because we have fighters like Shakur who... Don't get me wrong, very talented, very But boring great. to watch. But you, boring, you put it boring, on in a, boring, put it like, on in a bar. No, There's not we much had more. we had Floyd for 15, 20 years. We don't want Floyd anymore. You know what I'm saying? You kind of want to bring back the Gotti we Wars. Wanna, like, yes, at least we want, a little mix of them in there. Like we have but like I, that's why I like Tiafimo. That's why I like guys like that because he can fucking fight. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like are right, we running out of time? Almost. We can do a part 2. You want to start one right after this? Yeah, I'm with that. All right. And we can just continue. This is the end of part one. Uh, Talking with the hands. Special episode. Aqua Salambini.